Hi guys, welcome back to our podcast. Um, I'm George Gill. Did we introduce ourselves before? We don't need to anymore. Okay, yeah, I guess season. Not. All right. <laughs> if, they're, if they come back, <laughs> they know who we are. <laughs> cool. All right. So uh, let's see. Last episode, we recapped a little bit about what's been going on in our lives. Yep. Not much. Nope. So let's talk about work a little bit and see if we can touch up on some changes that may have been going on in the last year as it compares to last time we were on the podcast. So we mentioned that the last time we recorded was 2020. And I think it was maybe the end of 2020 where we had our last episode and we were already six or seven months into COVID at that time. And, and, and obviously COVID changed the, the dynamic of, of, of the business very much. We saw a shortage of inventory. We saw an increase of de- an increase in demand. Over asking offers and multiple offers became the norm. Decreased so, interest rates. Yeah, very low interest rates. So, why don't we talk about where we are now? What 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 have you seen in in the market and with your work as to as far as as far as that goes? Well, on the uh, last episode, we spoke a little bit about how we are sort of working harder now for the same production as last year. And then after we ended the recording, you told me you didn't know what I was talking about. So <laughs> let's talk about that first so I can set that straight, okay? Uh, so what I mean by that is that now it feels like we're putting a lot more effort and a lot more, uh, yeah, just a lot more effort into our deals because it takes longer to find a property. It takes more offers until you get one accepted. So that's on the buy side. That's on the buy side, correct. You want me to just stop right there? And no, talk about I just wanted to clarify because Correct. I think that listening that's agents true. might disagree. <laughs> no, no, that's true. Okay, that's true. Uh, so, so you became a, uh, so that's what I meant. The, the fact that you're you're working a lot a lot more longer hours, you know, more a lot more in order to to uh, to be able to get the same business that you did the day the year before. Now that's what I meant. Does that make sense now? It does. Although, you have, although you have I, a piece of lint on your I this side right or this side. No, you got it. You got it. <laughs> although I would say that that. There's been an increase in production, though. I mean, as far as the office goes, I've seen an increase in production just from last year. I mean, we've only been open for a few years, but each year has been more production and more volume. So so maybe, comparatively speaking, there's been more effort going into each deal, but so yet there is an increase in volume. Let's in just say that the average of hours worked on every deal this year, to me at least, this may not apply to everyone, seems higher than previous years. I guess we could just put it that way. And so if we're to say that there's been an increase of volume in transactions at the same time, so have you been working longer than you were the years before? Sort of. I actually, I actually also think that you've been working smarter, though, because this year you actually, you actually also got an assistant. Well, 2020, sure, yeah, and we could talk about that in a second. But I guess 2020 was also, that's when we had to pivot and that's when we had to just rethink about how we were doing things. And we learned a lot in 2020. So, so yes, we, we have been smoking. Uh, smoking? <laughs> Well, we have been obviously. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know where that came from. We have been working a lot harder, but at the same time, yeah, we ha- we have been smarter about it. So uh, maybe that's where the the more production comes from. But I'm telling you, like it seems like every client just takes up a little bit more. There's something there that just takes up. It just takes up a little bit more than it did before. Maybe it's not actual time. Maybe it's emotional. Like you know what I mean? Like emotional po- emotional power. I guess that is more draining now. I guess in a sense. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it wasn't time. Maybe it was just effort. 
Yeah, I, I think I can I can see that. And actually, I was going to, again, emphasize the difference between if you're a buyer's agent versus a listing agent. How, Huge difference. How much of a difference that is. And that, and that that's true. I mean, that... But I would also say that listing agents probably are getting to the point where they're struggling as well because these sellers are maybe now gotten to the point where they think that they're above everything else and and which it's is, a market that, that which is our fault. Sure, sure. To, to, for, to, for to, two, to an extent, for two and a half years, we're like screaming at the top of our lungs how it's a seller's market and how like, hey, need, come come yeah. list your house. Hey, you'll get you'll get sixteen offers. Hey, you'll get fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars over asking. It gets to a point where it does change the mindset of people yeah. and, and it does become the norm in their heads. So now when you're coming in and you're giving them the what the fair market value for the property is, taking into consideration the market already, they're expecting 40, 50, 60, $70,000 over that when you're already giving them what that, what that increased value right. actually is. And it's very difficult to explain that to people sometimes because, because of what they hear. And there's so many forms of, 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 there's so many ways that people are getting their information nowadays as well. And there's so many weird ways of explaining the same exact thing that people can actually misconstruct that into, into like a million different scenarios. Yeah. <clears throat> One thing that I've always said about real estate, um, I, I've, I've been very vocal about my preference for buyers over sellers just because I feel like I relate to them more and I can connect with them with a lot more easily. But I always said that buyers, um, buyers are usually end, at the end of the transaction, they usually end up pretty happy. They usually right. feel as though they accomplished something and everything, and everything is, is, is great because they, they're just so excited about this new chapter in their life, right? Whereas the sellers always feel as though they're leaving something on the table or they could have gotten something it's more. It's all about the number. And, or not only that, but I mean, sometimes it makes it difficult because um, sellers, in some cases, sure, they're, they're, they're trying to get the most for their house, but I think that what drives that is the fact that it's their home and they're giving up their home and they feel that emotional attachment that they feel as though you can't tell me what my house is worth. Like this house is worth so much more because of X, Y, and Z, you know? And a lot of times that's not really accurate in terms of what they're considering the, the home's value to come from. But now I think that both of those things have been augmented that much more in that buyers, that excitement that they usually would have at the end of a transaction is now turned into a lot of times being discouraged uh, because they can't find a house because a lot of times they feel as though the house of their dreams has been taken and they can't compete with multiple offers. And so they feel very discouraged and beat down and sellers now feel a little bit more, uh, I don't know, I Entitled? guess. Sure. For lack of a better word, <laughs> but that might be appropriate. And, and, and we're generalizing a lot. I mean, I, I don't want to put anyone into a certain category, but, but whereas before sellers might feel as though they, Sellers probably felt as though they were leaving something on the table. Imagine now when we've, like you said, we've been screaming that it's a seller's market. We have no inventory. If you put your house on the market, you'll get multiple offers, et cetera, et cetera. Now that has augmented that mindset even more. And, and, and so it's created this, 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 this tough dynamic between buyers and sellers and the agent is in the middle of it. Uh, to kind of build up on that, I mean, imagine being being a seller, putting your house on the market, and within 24 hours getting a really strong offer, right? So now you have a seller that's getting a really strong offer within 24 hours, and he's thinking to himself, he or she is thinking to themselves, um, well, it's only been 24 hours. You know, if we got this offer, that means we might get something higher than this if we keep it on the market for just a little bit longer. What they don't understand is that that same buyer that's putting in that strong, strong offer is doing so because they've already missed out on four, five, six, seven houses. 
you know? So, so that kind of goes to your point. You have a seller that feels like they, they can always get more, right? And then you have a buyer that needs, that's coming in really strong, which is reassuring the seller of those feelings in a way. But that's because the seller doesn't understand where the buyer comes from. You know, what the, what the last six months has been for that buyer. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> has been like. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, so it's, it's very difficult. I'm not saying it's easy for listing agents. I know it's really difficult right now as well, getting offers really, really, really soon, really early after, after listing it and, and having to tell other realtors that you want to wait. Uh, it's actually, so on the listing side, it's not easy either. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've talked to a couple people that, that um, work on, have worked on the listing side more than I have. And, okay, one person. <laughs> Uh, that I forget what meme it was that they referenced. Oh, I don't know if there's there's this meme that goes around and they apply it to different jobs and it's like, you know, check on your so-and-so friends, check on your realtor friends because we're not okay. You know, it's kind of like a joke as to the 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 struggle that we're in, even though things are well and it's a good problem to have when you're very busy and, you know, we're having one of the better years, but as it relates to real estate, but but at the same time, like it's a, it's a struggle trying to get people to reason with, uh, reasoning with a seller, reasoning with a buyer, and then trying to bridge that gap between the buyer being on one extreme and the seller being on the other extreme. And really, it's just it's just a matter of, of like you said of their individual mindsets and how do you how do you balance that act between being a a good agent and relaying information and 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 acting as or having your client's best interest in mind while trying to walk them off a ledge or whatnot. You know, well, if, the, if, the, the reason why it's so difficult is because we only have typically like 90% of the time we only have, uh, we can only influence one side, right? We can only influence the side that, we re that we're representing. That's the problem. So we're also expecting the other agent to do the same with their seller or whichever side, the opposite side is. Uh, so I think setting expectations from the beginning uh, for uh, us, for us as, a, as an industry, regardless of whether it's your buyer or your seller, is, is where we need to begin in order to in order for this to get a little bit easier for everyone. And easier doesn't mean anyone's leaving it on the table. I just feel like people will be a lot more happy and a lot uh, just less stressed out about the whole process if they understood better what was actually happening instead of realtors just you know, just screaming off the top of the lungs how it's a seller's market or 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 the market's crashing or because I mean you you hear it all you know so yeah. so I I think that's where it all needs to begin and then from there just build up on it. Mic drop. So moral of the story. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to drop the mic. They're expensive. Moral of the story. Yes. What is it? Oh, set uh, expectations. Set expectations. Uh, check check in on your realtor friends. They're not okay. <laughs> Someone call me, please. Uh, we're not okay. And, uh, and yeah, that's it. Honestly, just like, um, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. But we're in a weird place. Uh, just adapt to changes. I think they're happening quickly. And, um, and yeah, we'll just, just keep pushing. Yeah, no, I, just to emphasize the uh, importance of setting expectations, I think that that makes a huge difference. You set the tone, you set the expectations as with your clients, whether you're on the buy side or the sell side, I think that it makes these difficult situations, regardless of what side you're representing, right. a lot easier. Correct. And it eliminates that surprise, it eliminates that false expectation. So I think that maybe in the, in the, in the excitement of trying to get this new client, we may drop the ball when it comes to setting that expectation, that realistic expectation. But I think that in the long run, it really will help all of us better. out. Absolutely. And um, being able to get to the closing table much more comfortably. And without losing our hair, for sure. Yeah. Look at me. Look how stressed I look. <laughs> That's a minute at that? Yes. Sounds good. I'm sorry. It's okay. All right. Uh, <laughs>
Cool. So that will conclude that episode and then we'll come back again with some more information. Perfect. All right. And close if you guys have questions. I know this was a a lot to to take in, I think, but uh, it's really not that bad out there. (laughs) If you, if you're, if you, if we set your expectations correctly, (laughs) that's all it takes. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. (laughs) That's what she said. We didn't press that one today. Huh? We didn't press that one. Time flies.